Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. It gives us an opportunity more than anything to uh, rest our relievers and get them where they might be able to throw twice on the weekend if we need them to, a little here and there. But, uh, you know, also next week, not having a game, getting ready for finals, playing a weekend series, not having a game the next week, finishing up their finals. And then after that, we're finishing the regular season. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon has been an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds. And we've been talking about everything over the sports weekend that's going to be happening. So we know uh, one of the big things people are going to be paying attention to, at least here in this state, Razorback Baseball, taking on Mississippi State down there in Stark, Vegas, having the first game Happening tonight, first pitch at 6, pregame show at 5.30, which you can listen to right here on 103.7 The Buzz. But it's going to be an interesting one because Mississippi State is a team that struggled. But as we know in the SEC West, especially on the road, nothing's ever guaranteed. And Arkansas is walking into this game extremely injured. So there's a lot of potential for this series to be a weird one. So let's talk more about it and learn a little bit more about the Mississippi State Bulldogs as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Robbie Falk, who covers all things Mississippi State for 24-7 sports in the Starkville Daily, especially when it comes to uh, Mississippi State baseball. And Robbie, we appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Uh, we're doing good, man. We're doing good. And uh, I know with uh, this series between Arkansas and Mississippi State, it's kind of a strange one, but Mississippi State hasn't had the year that they probably wanted, and they've made some moves. But just kind of looking at the whole season in general, why is that the case? Why has Mississippi State struggled as much as they have? Well, I think it, it's all kind of going back to the pitching. The pitching's been just downright bad for the last two years. Um, and you can call it misevaluation. You can call it lack of development. You can call it um, coaching, you know, philosophy, all of that. Whatever it is, they just haven't had it. And I can't explain it because. I mean, you guys on Mississippi State pitching in 2021, I thought it was a, a pretty good year. It's a record in the count. Um, in the college series, they were really good. And uh, two really good showings from Will Bednar and Landon Sims. They pitched it really well, defended it really well, and they just haven't been able to rip that. And I think that's really trickled down to everything. For offense, the middle of the pack, play. Um, towards the top half of the league um, for the entire season as a whole. They hit for power. The guys that, that have really improved. Pitching's just been really bad. He's um, just kind of followed with it, and uh, that's kind of where the, why they are where they are. I mean, in, in this league, if you're really good at pitching, you know, the offense can kind of take care of itself. You don't have to be a great offensive team to be uh, a team that can contend. But you can't pitch, even if your offense is great. You have no chance, and that's kind of what we're seeing with the state. Has there been a stretch of uh, the conference schedule where they have maybe played a little more consistent, or has it just been kind of up and down? Yeah, you know, I thought they pitched it fairly well at Ole Miss. 
I thought they pitched it okay against Alabama. Other than that, the pitching's not been good against Really, the Friday night game against Auburn was really good. They held Auburn to two runs. Um, the Friday before that, they had held Ole Miss, I think, to three runs. So they had shown some promise in about a six-game stretch in the middle of the SEC season, and you kind of thought, okay, they're figuring out their, their starting pitching. They're starting to get some guys healthy. And then it just just unraveled completely. In those last two games against Auburn, they had a eleven to three lead going in the inning against Auburn on Saturday. Almost lost that game. They gave up, I think, seven runs in the uh, last inning and had to hold on. When that one threw up seven to two in the Sunday game, ended up in the ball game. Um, so it was just kind of a disastrous two days for pitching, and they weren't good at all against Tennessee in, in three. So it really kind of gone back to what were early on in the season, in the middle part of the season, and actually that's kind of gotten worse in the last couple of weeks. So, Robbie, uh, the pitching, obviously, you mentioned uh, it's been pretty rough. They have an ERA of 6.62. It's dead last in the SEC. And uh, honestly, uh, it led to just the recent firing of Scott Foxhall, who is, of course, the, the pitching coach. Just how, how do you feel like that's going to be impacting, especially this weekend? Because you know you don't see very many firings happen in the middle of the season to a to a pitching coach or hitting coach or anything like that. Do you think it's going to improve it? And also, how is that going to be approached when uh, you know have a pitching coach? Is that something that uh, the head coach is going to take over? Just what's the dynamic there? Yeah, I don't really know what to expect, man. I, I really don't. I, there, there was some talk that. Uh, at least in the rumor mill, not coming from Mississippi State, there was some talk that, you know, maybe they could get somebody to come in there and kind of finish out the season. I think Roy Oswalt was a, was a guy that was interested in helping Mississippi State and how he, you know, however much he could. But I don't, I don't foresee that happening or anything like that. I think Mississippi State's going to just kind of roll with what they got. And I think one of the things that I've heard is you're probably going to see a lot of pitch calls from the catcher, from a Ross Highfield or a Luke King. Those guys are going to have a lot more responsibility uh, over the next three weeks. My point of view is I think it can get any worse. I mean, I I hesitate to say that because, you know, know, it very well could, but it's hard to believe it getting worse than what it already is. So you might as well give those guys that freedom, allow them to kind of grow as catchers a little bit and see what happens. I've noticed sometimes in sports, when you see some some kind of adversity in the middle of the season, coach fired, something like that, you tend to get kind of that last-ditch effort come from from some of the players, a lot of rallying around each other, things like that. I think State's going to play hard this weekend. I don't know if they win the series. I don't know if they win a game. But I do think that they, they will rally in some form or fashion a little fight from them this weekend. I think we saw that with Alabama on Thursday night against Vanderbilt. So I mean, it would shock me if this team doesn't show some kind of signs of life this week against Arkansas. With the pitching struggling for Mississippi State, how has the offense responded at times? Well, you know, they've actually been pretty solid. Um, you know, there's been games where they get down in a hole and it's just it's really difficult for them to dig out of it. You have to change your whole approach whenever you get down early on in the ball game. We've seen that a few times in some games where State's gotten run-ruled or they've gotten in a hole and never been able to recover. It's just tough sometimes as an offense when you know that your pitching staff is not going to give you a chance. Um, but I think this offense has shown a lot of promise. they got some pop. One through nine in the order, uh, they got some really good uh, young talent out there, and they're you know it's an offense that's dangerous. If they can get a little bit of pitching, and they're on, I mean they can play. Uh, so you know we'll see what happens this weekend. But they've they've obviously got to be able to give the offense a little bit of a chance in this series. Speaking with Robbie Falk of Twenty Four Seven Sports, covering all things Mississippi State Bulldogs here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Robbie, we talked about the, the pitching coach being fired. Is is there any I – mean, you talk about Chris Lomonas. Is he in, in any danger? Like, is he on the hot seat if he doesn't get it turned around? I know they just won a title a couple of years ago, so it's crazy to think. But, 
Uh, I know that the expectation is always very high in Starkville. And uh, well, what's kind of his status, and how do people feel about him right now? Yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of fans in the uh, in the fan base in this corner right now. To be blunt, I mean, it's just kind of one of those deals where people just have kind of lost their faith in him after the last couple of years. But I, I think that he's still safe for this year. But I think all bets are off if something happens the rest of the season. You know, if they don't show any kind of fight, they don't show any kind of promise the rest of the year, say they get swept in these last three series, it, you know, everything's on the table. Um, and it's kind of hard to believe just two years removed from the national championship. But he's very much on the hot seat, I think, uh, in regards to his job moving forward. I think next year especially, um, that seat is, is pretty hot. Him, he's got to show uh, some major progress next year if he if he is able to make it through this season. Which, as of today, I believe that to be the case. Um, but I, you know, you can never you know fully put your trust in that when you still have three weekends left. Uh, it can still get much worse. But yeah, he's he's definitely um, you know he's definitely in trouble going into next season uh, if he's able to kind of maintain where he is right now. How much does this roster change from last season to this season? And based off what happened last season, what were expectations coming into this season? Well, I think people expected to get back to the NCAA tournament. The uh, The hope was that last year was a fluke. You know, you had three big arm injuries. You had Landon Sims go down with the Thomas Young, State's pitcher, and one of the best pitchers in the country. Um, you had Stone Simmons, your best reliever, your best reliever, go down with uh, Tommy John, and also another one of your better relievers in Brooks Alger. Um And you had just lost a lot of talent from that national championship team. So I think a lot of people were thinking, you know, that was kind of a fluke. Uh, things went south, and sometimes it can unravel on you. They had had some success in the portal that didn't get the arms that they hoped. They they battled with LSU for Paul Skeens, and they lost that battle, and that was a big miss for them. Um, had they been able to get a Paul Skeens, I think that things would look a little differently for them this year, but they didn't get another guy anywhere close to that, and that's, you know, that they've been kind of fighting that battle ever since. So uh, it's definitely been way below expectations this year to have back-to-back seasons like this, and this is uh, certainly not acceptable within this fan base. So, Robbie, speaking of the fans, just what do you expect the turnout to be this weekend? Have the fans still been coming to games pretty pretty crazy and, you know, having the good time there at Duty Noble? Or have they made their uh, displeasure heard through not showing up to games and having some pretty scarce pr- crowds over these SEC weekends? I mean, it's actually been – every SEC weekend it's been pretty bad. Um, and it's kind, of, you know, it's kind of crazy to see how that – happens but it was kind of the same way last year when they had kind of record numbers last year um throughout the year they had 16,000 plus there on Super Bowl weekend the last home series against Ole Miss and um that whole series set a a record um for a three-game series at Mississippi State and that 16,000 was the largest attended game ever and that was between two teams that were at the bottom of the SEC West State and Ole Miss so uh, you know they haven't been home in a couple of weeks, so I don't really know what to expect this weekend. But so far, you have not seen people, you know, turning up their nose, I and mean, people have still been showing up to the games pretty heavily. What What do you know about Arkansas coming into this matchup, and and how do you see the matchup overall? Well, I know that they're dealing with some of the same things the state is from an injury standpoint, but actually probably worse which has made the job that David Horn's done there all the more impressive, which I I still think that David Horn is one of the best coaches in the country because he's able to, to kind of manufacture things and, and put things together to continue to have about the same kind of success almost every single year. That's been what's been so impressive to me about him. He's just so consistent. Um, so to be able to do what he's done with the injuries they have, the persistent injuries that keep popping up and have a chance to compete inside the SEC West is super impressive. I expect that team to come in um, this weekend and be ready to fight. I know that they're missing. Uh, Peyton Stovall, I think, is out. Don't really know about the rotation. 
Um, so I, I don't know what to expect on who they're going to put out there on the mound, who they're going to put on the field. But I know that Dave Van Orn recruits really well. I know whoever the, whoever's going to be out there is going to be a really talented player and State's going to have their handle. So it should be interesting. Now, I think the injuries make it a little more interesting series uh, with Arkansas coming in. They're, uh, you know, a little banged up, and it's going to be, I think, a little more even playing field. But I still wouldn't, you know, go out on a limb and say State's going to, you know, roll in the series or anything like that. I think it should be a competitive series, and I'm interested to see how State responds from this week. Yeah, also, uh, Robbie, uh, just to kind of switch gears with you a little bit, because I'm curious, with uh, Mississippi State, it seems like they got uh, a lot of newness, but a lot of uh, some good things going, because, of course, the basketball team this past year made the NCAA tournament. Uh, people seem to be pretty happy with Chris Jans. And then the football team, I know, sad passing of Mike Leach, but they're donning a new era and trying to get things going with Coach Arnett. So just how do you feel like uh, in the other major sports, too, that uh, things are going for Mississippi State? Not very good for baseball right now, but it certainly seems like in basketball and football there's still some – some newness, but also some energy and some hope in both of those sports at Mississippi State. It is. You know, everything else has been pretty solid um, for Mississippi State athletics. And baseball has really surprisingly been the kind of the sore thumb. You know, tennis is hosting a regional today. Um, you know, softball had a big weekend last weekend against Kentucky. And then you have the, um, the big sports, football, Coming off a nine-win season, it was a very tough off-season with the loss of Michael Each. But Zach Arnett, I think, really gets, from what I've kind of gathered being around him, he's a guy that understands the you know the NIL piece, the things, the recruiting piece. He, he's really pushing Mississippi State players in the NFL. Um, and a lot of those guys are from the state of Mississippi, so he's put a lot of emphasis on that. I thought he hired a really good coaching staff uh, to, to help him out. And then basketball, both men and women, both have first-year head coaches that lead the team in the NCAA tournament. Both of those guys were able to get, get a uh, contract extension and a raise this week. So, you know, things are going well for the other sports. I, I think the direction for all of those are kind of upwards. And we'll see how Zach Arnett's first season goes. I, I was impressed with what they did in the bowl game against Illinois, but now with a full SEC season, I'm really interested to see how things play out for him. How much do you expect that offense to change? Of course, you still have the same quarterback in Will Rogers, but uh, Mike Leach was the guy who ran the offense, so what do you expect to see there? Yeah, definitely going to be different. Uh, Kevin Barbet brings uh, kind of a mixed bag of offenses into uh, Mississippi State this year with his first offense here, and it's going to be more... um, Oriented, but it opens up more explosive pay- plays in the passing game than what we saw in the air raid. Um, you know, when the air raid would give you kind of like, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, this is one of those offenses where, you know, a, a lot of people will, will run similar style of this offense where you're going to establish a run game and that's going to open up those one on one opportunities. There's not going to be a whole lot of zone defense against Mississippi State like it has been in the past three years. Um, there's going to be some one-on-one plays down the field for the wide receivers, and um, State's going to get back to that <clears throat> to that more um, up-tempo and uh, run-oriented offense that they've kind of grown accustomed to running when they had Dan Mullen and um, Jim Moorhead. So I, I think that it's going to be a good fit for this uh, uh, group of skill players, for Will Rogers, and for kind of the, the blue-collar mentality that Mississippi State has kind of possessed over the years to get back to that running game. I think that's going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah, it's fascinating because the SEC West is is really had a lot of turnover, of course, with Auburn, and they have a new coach, and we know uh, with Petrino at A&M as a new OC, and you know, there's just a lot of uh, interesting things that could uh, be playing out, especially in the SEC West on the football side of things, too, but it's just kind of the nature of the beast, Robbie. But hey, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Enjoy the weekend, man, and I'm sure uh, we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Yeah, guys, sure appreciate you. Great talking to you. All right, again, that was Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports covering all things Mississippi State here on the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, yeah, because that's kind of the thing when you think about Mississippi State is obviously the baseball team won a championship here recently, but they had success with the women's basketball program. The men's basketball program, I think, exceeded expectations and uh, this past year for football, it did really well. But with Mike Leach in the past, tragic passing of him, 
they've uh, moved on to a new era, and so maybe they pick up right where they left off. But either way, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on down there in Starkville that's kind of. Uh, brings a lot of intrigue and a lot of interest in uh, what's going to happen for those programs, too. You expect the same thing from them being tough on defense, though. They're always strong up front with the defensive line, and then their uh, their secondary is always good. They just had a cornerback drafted in the first round, Emmanuel Forbes, so they did lose some talent, but that is the type of talent that they get in that secondary. I'm telling you, they have, uh, they've like always been sneaky good with getting that high-level talent there and uh, producing dudes that you know, you don't really think about or don't think that the place like Mississippi State would, but there's a lot of talent down there. There's a lot of talent in the state of Mississippi, and there's a, a lot of uh, great players that have come out of that, too. And honestly, you know, Mississippi State, like, when was the last time they had, like, a horrible year? You know, like, they had Dan Mullen there for nine seasons. Even was it Joe Moorhead, dude got fired after two years, but both years he was decent. They made it to a bowl game. And then under Mike Leach, they were good each year, so... Uh, if you talk about consistency, have they been competing for an SEC West title? No, but they haven't been the basement bottom dweller of the SEC West either. So, you know, who knows? Maybe with Arnett coming in and they'll be able to pick up right where they left off and continue to build on it. But, yeah, it's just been pretty wild down there. We are up against it. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will still get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll have some other updates for you and some uh, storylines that we'll dive into as well. And close up shop on an easy Friday show as we keep it moving. Again, we want to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. More Out of Bounds coming up. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas baseball gets back to action tonight. They face Mississippi State in Starkville. The Razorbacks have lost their last five games away from Baumwalker Stadium, while the Bulldogs have lost five of their last six conference games. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. Coverage can be heard on the buzz. In the NBA last night, the Warriors evened up their series with the Lakers, winning 127-100. to Clay Thompson had 30 points in the win. Moses Moody walked 26 minutes and had 10 points on 3-for-9 shooting. Game 3 will be on Saturday. And in the NBA tonight, there will be a pair of Game 3s. First up, the Celtics and the 76ers, who are tied at 1-1, will face each other at 6-30. Then the Nuggets will try to take a 3-0 lead over the Suns. Tip for that game is set for 9. Coverage of both of those games can be seen on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Cinco de Mayo weekend at Brewski's is almost here, and it's going to be a party. Friday, enjoy all your favorite Cinco de Mayo drink specials, karaoke in the bar, and J.J. Wilson, the DJ in the basement. Boxing fans, Saturday, May 6th, it's Canelo vs. Ryder in one of the biggest fights of the year. Canelo Alvarez defends his title against John Ryder. VIP sections and bottle service will sell out quickly, so email brewskiesgrub at gmail.com to lock in your private section. Make your plans now of a Cinco de Mayo weekend with Canelo vs. Ryder, Saturday, May the 6th. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. See shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelison. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has 
has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. Is your Oak Lawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oak Lawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oak Lawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Arcare is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Arcare, so you can live your story. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball way up in the air, way deep right field. Get out of here. Brady Slavens with a go-ahead home run. That ball could have seeded the clouds if there were any above Ballwalker Stadium. Second home run of the season. The Hogs have the lead in the fourth inning. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yo, remember back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like... Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. Is it Optimus the King? Yo, it's about a thing. It's an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds, folks. It's almost as easy as going to Guatney Chevrolet for your new vehicle. They have so many vehicles to choose from over there at Guatney Chevrolet. It's ridiculous. You get there on the lot, you see any and every vehicle that you could possibly want. If you're a truck person, they got Silverados. If you're an SUV person, they got, they, they, listen, they got Tahoes that you can check out there, too. Maybe like the Equinoxes as well, a little bit of a hybrid. No, not too big of an SUV, but be able to give the handling of a of a car. Or maybe you're just like a full-size vehicle. They have it all at Guadney Chevrolet. So you're needing a new vehicle. I know you are because you're driving right now. You're listening on the radio. You're looking down at it. You're like, man, this is old. I still got a tape deck in my vehicle. I need something new. Well, they got you at Guadney Chevrolet. But maybe you don't want something brand new but need something pre-owned, something still new to you. They have plenty of inventory on that as well. So you got to check them out. You can also go online and see GuatneyChevrolet.com and all the great vehicles that they have to choose from. But really just go to the lot because not only do you get to see the inventory, you'll be treated with the utmost respect and it'll be the no-pressure, friendly environment that you deserve when you go to a car dealership. So go over there to Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, 1301 TPY Drive. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It'll be a car buying experience that you have never experienced before, and you'll never go anywhere else. So check it out today, Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Appreciate uh, Robbie Falk joining us in the previous segment. Uh, we do have some uh, Asher Record Live fan feedback, as well as uh, some from Arkansas Bank and Trust text line to get to. Uh, this comes from Hardwood Hoops on the Asher Record. He says, gentlemen, where are all the Lakers fans today? You know, the ones that were patting themselves on the back after predicting the Lakers would win game one. Oh, yeah, that's right. They lost game two to the Warriors. Oh, so sad. Stan, I know you're going to look at me funny, but what y'all going to do now? So, yeah. <laughs> People having some fun at the expense of the Lakers and the Lakers fans right now. So, yeah. No. Uh, another one here from First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Who is Colorado's D.C.? It's Charles Kelly, and he spent the previous three seasons at Bama. He was on the staff there as the assistant D.C., He's been at Florida State, Tennessee before, so that's who it is, uh, coaching with Coach Prime and trying to man that defense. Also, uh, Steve says, I sure wish Bubba Carpenter were going road trips with the team. Yeah, I think everybody does, but 
I, I need to go back and look. I think that's an SEC rule. Or there's something, there's some sort of rule there. It's not just about the money, because I know that's what people think, oh, they just don't afford to send two people. No, I think it's about some of the deal with the SEC. It's an archaic rule, which a lot of things in, in baseball have been pretty archaic at this point in time. So, I, But I think, yeah, for sure, Phil does a great job solo, but it's always uh, much better when it's both Phil and Bubba on that one, too. So uh, also, uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, uh, this comes from David. He says, somewhat relatable with every baseball series in college or Major League Baseball regular or postseason. As a little over 73% of MLB teams that have won game one in a divisional playoff series went on to win the series. Since 95, every team, 100%, that has won game one in the World Series at home has gone on to win the World Series. Going back to 95, a little over 72% of all MLB teams that have won game one in a playoff series and went on to win that series. So what you're saying is, David, is that winning game one is vital and crucial if you want to win series, whether it's regular season or postseason in baseball. So, yeah, it is pretty crazy because I know that it, you know, it's a does statement where, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to win the first game of them all. But uh, when you see the percentages there where it's so high and thinking that, hey, if you just win that first game, it's going to be so much easier to win the series or at least the numbers back it up. Uh, kind of makes you feel like those Friday nights, like tonight for Arkansas baseball, would be so important for them to win, too. It just gets you off to a good start because then you realize that you win one more game, you win a series, as opposed to now you have to win the next two games to win the series, and you really can't look at it like that. You have to take it a game at a time, but you do realize what what has to happen for you to win the series. Also, uh, it's kind of funny, we were talking with uh, Robbie Falk, but Scott and Litterock says, uh, tell him that they called Scott and Litterock to take the mound, but he's 47 with tor- two torn ACLs and a cadaver. So, okay. yeah, well, they may have to count on you as well as uh, anybody else that will be uh, up for grabs that they can help out on the pitching side of things. It's, it's just been wild. It's been absolutely wild how much they've had to deal with. So, uh, But, yeah, appreciate everybody that's, uh, that's been chiming in on all of that. We know that there are a few things still going on in Razorback land, not only uh, with baseball, but – some other things, too. So let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, uh, yesterday I know we talked a little bit, heard a little bit from Dave Van Horn, but as we heard in the intro, being done with midweek games is huge for this team. It gives us an opportunity more than anything to uh, rest our relievers and get them where they might be able to throw twice on the weekend if we need them to, a little here and there, but... Uh, you know, also next week, not having a game, getting ready for finals, playing a weekend series, not having a game the next week, finishing up their finals. And then after that, you know, we're finishing the regular season. So I think it's kind of a mental break for them. You know, you get you get worn out a little bit mentally with all the all that goes on in, in college baseball with the travel and the number of games and you know, the stress of the weekends, and then you throw the injuries on top of it. You know, we usually don't – I usually don't have any games at this time of the year. I mean, it's not like this is a new thing. Uh, we we haven't scheduled these two weeks for a while. Also, Dave Van Horn's looking at Fouch and Bybee guys to bounce back this weekend because he's going to have to count on them for sure. They've, they've got to they've gotta get, get some outs for us. I feel like the other day, honestly, Fouch, looking back at – We'll just call it track man. He got hosed a couple pitches into the first hitter. They were in the strike zone. And for a kid that needs a little bit of a break or some confidence, I mean, I could tell that those pitches, I mean, the way our catcher was acting, the way our pitcher's acting, then you go back and look at him. I think he missed two of them on the first hitter that should have been strikes. And and he's, he's a little fragile out there, you know. So we've told him, hey, we, we have confidence in you and, you just keep you keep getting after it, and we're going to give you the ball, and you know go back to thinking that you're good because you are. And uh, you know, Bybee, he just tiptoeing around the strike zone too much. You know, just missing, just needs to go out there and compete, not worry about getting hit. Just throw the ball over the plate and let him hit it, and we'll field it. 
Arkansas will be taking on Mississippi State tonight. They're in Starkville at Duty Noble Ballpark. Game is at 6 o'clock. You'll be able to hear the pregame show right here at 530 on 103.7 The Buzz. Another Razorback news. We at least know where a former Razorback is ending up when it comes to their transfer portal destination. Barry Dunning Jr. officially announces on Twitter that he has signed with UAB. He, of course, is the 6'6 guard that is out of Mobile, Alabama, two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Alabama, as well as 2022 Mr. Basketball. So I uh, got a little local flavor there and going back to UAB. I think most people just wish nothing but the best of luck for Barry Dunning Jr. and hopefully finds a way to not only play but play well. And it'll be really cool for him, I'm sure, and mean something to him to show up for his home state as well there in the state of Alabama, too. And uh, also in some other news, we know the uh, Razorback softball team is still going strong at a big series victory over Tennessee this past weekend. So how are they going to follow it up? Well, they're going to take on Missouri, who, of course, uh, anytime you play anybody in the SEC, I don't care who it is, uh, in, uh, in, in softball and in baseball and in basketball and in football and in pretty much every single sport, let's just be honest about it. But no matter what, uh, when you're looking at it, Missouri's a good team, but that game's going to be happening tonight also at 7 p.m., you can watch it on the SEC Network Plus. In fact, all the games this weekend against Missouri will be on the SEC Network Plus. And then you got to stay tuned because on Tuesday is when the SEC Tournament for Softball starts up. And guess where that's being held? That's right, Fayetteville at Bogle Park. So if you're uh, Courtney Dyfel and her squad would like to go on the road and have a nice end to the regular season and get ready for postseason play because that's the one thing that they're going to have to step up and they got to do, and I know it's their expectation, getting to the College World Series there in Oklahoma City. They've yet to do it under Courtney Dive. I've had a lot of good years, but this year they certainly have all the makings for it, so hopefully they can get that done this weekend and heading into next week and then the few weeks after that. So, but uh, It's great to have the SEC tournament on your home field, though. Yeah, it is. It's like I wish they – I mean, I know why they will never, but it would be kind of cool if they did that for others. You know, like have the men's basketball – and uh, or women's basketball tournaments there at you know kind of going back and forth to other other areas. I feel like didn't they do that for women's basketball or maybe is it like Little Rock or somewhere in Arkansas have the SEC women's basketball tournament once or am I yeah in? yeah it was uh, right across the river there yeah it was um, Verizon at the time and now Simmons Bank Arena okay yeah, I didn't know if it was all the way back when it was all tell if you were really going may, back so. may, maybe it was but they've had it here in Little Rock yes. North Little Rock yeah so just do it like that do something like that to where you can have you know different locations it doesn't have to be on the home campuses but you know, do it in different spots I think that'd be really cool so but yeah it is cool for the softball side of things because Bogle is an awesome ballpark if you've never been up there in Fayetteville it's uh Got a, got a lot of uh, great seats and great views and everything. So should be good for Fayetteville, too, to have it as well. Actually, when that tournament was taking place, also, it snowed at that time. And so uh, some of the commentators that were coming in, they were having to make sure they could get to the arena. There was a uh, word out that Maria Taylor was needing to get to the arena. So there were uh, some measures in trying to get her from the airport to get her to the arena. And plenty of volunteers... That said, they would they be willing to go pick her up and get her there. Did she get there? She got there. All right, and then then it worked out. So, however she got there, whatever means that it was taken for her to get there, uh, I'm sure she appreciated all the the kind volunteers for those that were willing to help her out in that time of need. So, there you have it. There's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll take our final commercial break, and we'll come back with not only our final segment of the day, but our final segment of the week. And it is three and out. You won't want to miss it. So, stay tuned on Out of Bounds. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But, sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquitoes. 
That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams or rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Hey guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa. Guess what's right around the corner? Yep, Mother's Day. And we have the special packages for you. Starting with our $100 Wonder Woman Plus, all the way up to the mom and me, where two of you get to come into the spa. All you gotta do is go to avabelladayspa.com, click on Instant Gift Certificate, print it off, or send it right to the recipient. Or, come on in our shop, 301 North Shackleford Road, Suite C3. avabelladayspa.com. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Congratulations to Mike and Ashmore of Cabot High School and Ann Kate Nichols of Pulaski Academy for being named the All-Arkansas Preps Outstanding Players of the Year in golf as chosen by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They're among the 400 Arkansas high school athletes who will be honored at the All-Arkansas Preps Award Banquet on Saturday, June 10th, sponsored by CHI St. Vincent. The event is emceed by Steve Sullivan with special guest David Basil and keynote speaker World Cup champion Parley Lloyd. Find out more about the athletes selected or to purchase your tickets to the event, visit ArkansasPreps.com. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupids. Enjoy. <laughs> Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, uh, I got a, I got a little bit of a kick out of this because you know we were talking about uh, some of the stuff going on in the sports world. Well, Livy Dunn is uh, of course doing her thing, and she was in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which I know got a lot of people pumped up and excited. Here's my thing though: if you don't know who Livy Dunn is, just you, you'll know if you've been on social media, especially on TikTok, you'll know. My thing is, is like she does this thing with Sports Illustrated and the swimsuit, and I was like, oh man. Here's the thing: she's like. She's, like, actually wearing more on her swimsuit edition than she is, like, most of the time when she's on her TikTok and everything. But anyways, it's, it's neither here nor there. But still, she uh, not only had a great week with that, but it came to find out that, uh, that she had a reevaluation of her NIL, 
and she has hit $3.5 million for the year and how much value she has via NIL being a gymnast down there at LSU. So, uh, yeah, you remember when everyone was like, oh, man, the rich are going to get richer. Oh, man, what about the what about the sports that are non-revenue generating? It's going to hurt when the NIL comes around. Nope, it hasn't hurt them because the Livy Dunn is the prime example of how great it can be for an athlete like her. Bengals receivers were hanging out in Dubai. Tyler Boyd, he posted to his Instagram. It was Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and they had another special guest there, DeMar Hamlin. So it was the Bengals receivers, and they uh, were reuniting with DeMar Hamlin. The connection being that Tyler Boyd, DeMar Hamlin played together at Pitt in college, so they were good friends already, and of course, we know about the injury that DeMar Hamlin sustained, and it was with T. Higgins, so it was a reuniting of the two of them. But good to see that DeMar Hamlin not only getting back on track and trying to get back on the field, but being able to uh, get out and enjoy some things and, and uh, having fun with some of the Bengals receivers. So uh, huge news in the NFL when it comes to quarterback changes and movement and everything. Uh, Nick Foles got released by the Colts. So uh, no more Nick Foles in the Colts. Uh, so who, uh, I guess it's like... Can't believe that. I just I can't believe what Foles is gonna get another spot though, right? Like he'll get another spot, right? Totally. Another job somewhere? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's at the point where he moves around quite a bit, so yeah. we'll we'll see. But um you know, he's been a third string quarterback for the most part, so it just depends on what the money is. And mostly he got that last position based on the relationship with Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich is a head coach still. With the Carolina Panthers, so maybe there's an opportunity there once again. Derek Whitehead, who is a projected first-round NBA pick in the upcoming NBA draft, prior to going to Duke, he had surgery on his foot in the uh, preseason, and it looks like he's going to have to have a second procedure on that same foot to go in and repair some of the damage that was still lingering but it is expected that he'll be ready for the upcoming NBA season. He'll be down for a bit, but expected to still get drafted pretty high and be ready for the next NBA season. So it was funny to hear from, of course, with Aaron Rodgers, and we know he's with the Jets. Robert Sala, the head coach of uh, the New York Jets, was uh, doing a doing an interview, and he was asked about you know the wish list of. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he's kind of got a little frustrated by it. It's such a silly narrative. It's common for new faces to want old faces to come in here and accelerate the installation uh, program. Everything is pinned on the quarterback. It's not just him. He's like, we've had nothing to say about it. He, he We have Hackett who says he loves Re- Les- Lazard. He loves Randall. Took Billy Turner with him to Denver. Wanted him here. Of course, you're going to surround your people with make you feel like you'll want to plant a fag. But the whole narrative, what people are trying to put on the quarterback, it's tired. It's common practice in the NFL. I'm like, okay, listen, I get it. But you got to admit, there is some sort of truth to a wish list of probably what Aaron Rodgers wanted. And you probably adhered as an organization to that wish list as much as possible. Not everything, but as much as possible. So I don't think it's that silly of a narrative. Jorge Masvidal, who recently retired from UFC, his dad is in a bit of trouble. He's uh, facing attempted murder charges where he shot a man inside their home and uh, he shot the man twice in the arm after a verbal dispute. So, of course, he was arrested, but at the time, he refused to speak to authorities. He, ex- he exercised his right to remain silent, but he ha- is being held on an affidavit, and they are further investigating to see what they come up with and uh, what happens with his case. Uh, so there was a poll on morning routines, which I think everybody, every one of us, already have a morning routine. It's a little crazy to think about it, though, because 42% of people say that they make their bed every single day. I am not one of those 42%. And also, 43% say they always have something for breakfast. I'm, I'm not one of those 43% people. But I will say, though, that 59% of everybody says they do shower at least once a day. I absolutely am that person. And I don't understand how you can be someone that doesn't shower every day, or at least more often than not every day. I, I, I couldn't live with that. I couldn't deal with that. So the fact that there's 41% of you that are out there that don't do that, kudos to you. But, yeah, that's not a life that I wish to choose in my morning routine. Jamie Foxx, who's dealing with some health issues right now, and there have been no details released on exactly what he's dealing with. But, of course, he is missing time away from filming and some of the shows that he's a part of. 
the show Beat Shazam, Nick Cannon is going to take Jamie Foxx's place on there. And, of course, his daughter, Kareen Fox, she's the DJ on the show. So Kelly Osborne will be stepping in for her. And uh, everybody's still wishing Jamie Foxx the best and hoping that he recovers well soon. So this was a weird thing that we always hear about people smuggling in other things to different countries and whatnot. But uh, this was uh, something that was going viral that was talking about a, an American couple who was flying into Israel. You know, hey, Israel, they got their own rules and everything, but they got caught and arrested trying to smuggle in 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups. That's right, fruit roll-ups. Because apparently part of people start saying that uh, people on TikTok are obsessed with a hack that when you wrap them around a scoop of ice cream, they're harder than the find than usual, especially overseas. So they were hoping to go over there and sell them for a lot of money. I've heard some things of trying to sell some things for a lot of money, but for crying out loud, fruit roll-ups would not have been my thing. And also 375 pounds of it? That's a little absurd. So, yeah, for those of you who are going to Israel, just make sure not to smuggle in a bunch of Amer- uh, fruit roll-ups there or else you will be arrested. Drew Barrymore, who was scheduled to host MTV Movie and TV Awards, well, she's stepping down as the host because she's supporting the writer's strike with the uh, Writers Guild members. The state of the show is still evolving day by day, so they're going to see exactly what they can do with the contingency plans there. But Drew Barrymore said, I've listened to the writers, and in order to truly respect them, I will pivot from hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards in solidarity with the strike. But as host, she had already participated in several pre-taped short films for the telecast, and those are still expected to air. Mm, I'm sure that they'll find a way to make it work without her. Uh, So Jeffrey Epstein, we all know about that, that whole story. Well, he had that island. Well, there was a billionaire that spent $60 million to buy Jeffrey Epstein's two Caribbean islands. And what they're going to be doing is turning it into a resort and trying to make it really nice, which I get it. But at the same time, I feel like there's just a lot of stuff that went on down there that might be uh, t- turning some people off from going down there and visiting for a resort. But who knows? It's got to do something. But this guy feels confident that they'll be able to make it work. Florida man. He was uh, pulled over and arrested because they he suspected he was driving under the influence. Now, he had McDonald's in the vehicle and so he had his mcdonald's cup but they said they smelled alcohol in the mcdonald's cup and so therefore he was arrested at that time well appreciate everybody listening in out of bounds today for joe franklin i am john neighbor same sports show same sports channel next monday have a great weekend everybody we will talk to you then and you better stay tuned because drive time sports is coming up next if you lose your pet in Woodrock, do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Woodrock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't sell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a $90 adoption fee covers shots, neuter, and microchip at Woodrock 